Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, August 9th, 2019, and I'm sure more than a few of you have noticed or probably was pretty surprised about how volatile the market was this week. And of course, a lot of that volatility was down, but there was days up too. It wasn't all down. It was not. So obviously, there's a lot of things at play. And, you know, one of the major things at play is that there is no catalyst for the market to go up now. We already have earnings, and earnings were good. Everybody's happy. We already had the Fed lower the interest rate. Oh, that was great. Everybody's happy. Now, the market always looks forward to something else to make them happy. Are, are, is the economy uh, growing? No, it's kind of shrunk a little bit. still growing, and the growth rate has shrunk. That's what I mean, not the growth rate. We're still growing, but less so. So I'm not too happy about that. That's not going to make us, the investors out there, want to drive prices up. So, you know, the market always needs some kind of catalyst to push it forward, something to look forward to. And what we're seeing is worse things going on worldwide. Economies around the world are, you know, are are not doing very well. Britain reported uh, no growth uh, in uh, um and they were supposed to have no growth, and they actually had negative growth for the first quarter. So they're not doing very well. Uh, Italy is, you know, in a political turmoil, going to have to do new re-elections, uh, and uh, they're super in debt, and they're going to have to face uh, the EU about what they're going to do about it. And there's just not a lot of positive things. You know, India lowered their interest rates um, more than expected. A surprise from a couple other countries lowering their interest rate. Th- those are not positive signs of world growth. And, of course, you add on top of that, the big thing, the big girl in the room, and that's China and us in our trade dispute. Not necessarily good news. What is surprising is our economy is doing pretty well with those kinds of things hanging over our head. But you never know. We'll see how that goes. I'm Steve Peasley, everybody, and I thank you for joining me today. And I hope you'll call me with all your investing questions. I really do want to answer and help you if I can. And your calls, <laughs> excuse me, drive the show or shape the show and to the advantage that you want. So remember, our goal here in, on Invest Talk is to help you achieve financial freedom. And we do that by talking to you, answering your questions, and thinking independently. Okay, so today in this hour, I'm going to help you with that by answering your question to get to that goal of financial freedom, whatever that is to you, whatever that means to you. So or anytime this online phone line is now open, it's live, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278, and it's always open, always. You can call anytime, leave your question, and we'll answer on the next program. And if you live anywhere in the New York City area, well, you can certainly work together. I'll be there in September for portfolio reviews, looking at everybody's portfolios, 
and talking about our various programs and trying to help anybody we can. That's September 19th and 20th. September 19th. That's not that far away. It's no cost, no obligation, no nothing. Now, of course, there's no secret here. I use these meetings also to talk about our programs. And if there's a match or a fit, that's great. That is great. But if there isn't, there isn't. But you do have to register if you want to meet with me. Go to investot.com so you can hold your spot. You'll send me an email. Best contact us. Send me an email saying you want an appointment. We'll take care of it. We'll be in touch and set up a time. My main talking point today. One analyst claims that there is a silver lining to the trade war turmoil. What is he talking about? Is he right? So we're going to take a look at that. I'm not so convinced of that. Okay, and what will give you a better return? I got, you know, of, of the, all the asset classes, major asset classes, I'm talking stocks, bonds, gold, cash, uh, real estate, uh, cryptocurrency. What, what, what's going to give you the best return? And how about, I'm going to give, talk about some of China, Chinese economic news that we have to see what's happening in their economy. And finally, I want to talk about the United Kingdom and Italy. United Kingdom and Italy. Why? Well, what's going on that may affect the EU dramatically? So, those are the things we're going to discuss. But, of course, you will drive the show in any direction you want to. The market was down today. The Dow is down 91, the NASDAQ down 80, and the SP down 19. So we've had a pretty hectic day, pretty hectic day. So it's just a pretty hectic week. And today was no different. The market was down much more than that at one point, but it may crawled its way back up. So that's my plan. But, of course, we're taking your questions from our live right now, 888-99-CHART. And here's one of the questions from our uh, from our listener line that was called in earlier. Hi, Steve. Thank you for the show, and I'm enjoying your Invest Talk program. I have a question. Uh, my daughters want to buy a house, and currently she has about 30000 She wants to put in a saving account to save up for the next three more years for the down payment. But is there any other better way to save that money to get a better yield? Currently, she was getting about 2% on the interest, on the savings. Thank you. I was listening for your answer from the podcast. Thank you. Okay, she's saving a house, and she wants to know if she can make money on her money, and she's got maybe three more years of savings before she can buy something. Now, my normal answer, and it continues to be so, is that if you're talking about a down payment for a house, or quote-unquote house money, you do not take stock market risk. You don't invest in the stock market because you just never know. You don't know. Can you do better than 2% and not take stock market risk? Well, you probably can, but not a lot better because you want to stay fairly conservative. And, you know, there's a there's what's called a ultra-short bond funds. They call them ultra-short bond funds. You might get more than 2%, but you may only be 25 or 3 And they are it is a mutual fund or an ETF. And it takes a little bit more risky risk. It's not like a savings account. But at 
Well, she's just barely, barely uh, reaching or beating inflation rate. But I think that that's money she should not risk in the stock market. So I don't have a problem with her making 2% of money she just wants to grow to buy a house. So I, I probably wouldn't recommend any changes. You listen to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and let me remind you that the Invest Talk radio program and his podcast replays provide a daily dose of market news with, you know, unbiased commentary by me and Justin. And we have a fairly new offering, Invest Talk Academy. I just did a class yesterday. It's on bonds. It's an online training class covering a wide variety of financial investment subjects, and we do it fairly in depth. You can learn more at investtalkacademy.com, investtalkacademy.com. We're headed into a break. I'm taking your questions now at 888-99-CHART. Welcome to Friday. It's been a wild ride in the market, so strap on your wrist belt and pop in your earbuds. This is Invest Talk, and now more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance. Tell your investor friends and neighbors that Steve Peasley is on duty and taking listener questions now. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So let's look at some of the news. Gold was at $15.10 per ounce. $1,510 an ounce. $1,510 an ounce. That's a, a pretty strong move up from where it was at the beginning of the year. Oil is $54 a barrel. And, you know, it has been declining, right? I mean, it's been declining because of the fear of global recession, global slowdown. Fear that China may soon start to avoid U.S. oil altogether. You know, so it's down. Gasoline, $2.76 per per gallon on average nationwide. In the Midwest, there's places where they pay $1.99. This morning, when I got it, I paid $4. So, depends where you live, I suppose. California is super expensive when it comes to gas because they have this special summertime blend that doesn't do anything. They added more tax this year because they want more money. I don't know what they're going to do with it. You know, so it's just that you have to pay. If you all live in California, that's the reality of the situation. It's really a pain. It really is. Uber earnings were out. Uber had its biggest quarterly loss ever. And its share price took a dive. Uber booked 1.8 billion rides in the quarter. And Uber is still growing revenue at 30%. Revenue. Income. Not, uh, not earnings. Total income. Yet Uber does not make money. It does not make any money. But it makes a lot of revenue. They lost $5 billion. Five and a quarter billion dollars in the second quarter. So, you know... They're not making money. They don't. I don't see them. They're not going to make money this year. They're not going to make money next year. You know, it's a. It's big. You know, it's big. They paid. They paid three point nine billion in stock based compensation. So yeah, you know, the insiders and people that work for Uber are making a lot of money, but not the shareholders. Not the shareholders. So Uber's been around for ten years now, and never made a profit. Amazon 
Took them six years to make their first profit. Took a long time. So when is Uber going to turn around making money? When is that going to happen? Remember, uh, Uber said it will lay off uh, also 400 marketing employees. That's out of 1,200. So like a, that's a quite a, a third of their marketing workforce. They're going to lay them off. Mm-hmm. Remember, Lyft did pretty good. They, and they, they still lost money too, though. Don't think they made money. But they lost a billion dollars. But they have a better outlook than Uber. Anyways, they're not going. They, neither, neither company's going to make money for a while. Okay, let's go to uh, uh, let's go to Emika, Emika, Emika in Cincinnati. How you doing, Emika? Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much to you Good. and Justin and the team for the knowledge. Thank you. I do have a question for you. Um, I have this stock symbol. ENDP. Do you think it is a big falling knife or do you think there is any value in it? Okay. Uh, Indo International out of Ireland develops branded and generic pharmaceutical products in areas of the, of the pain management. Areas of pain management. Uh, they make money. They've made money for years and years and years. They used to make a lot more money, but this year, this year they're going to make two dollars sixteen cents down from two eighty nine, and last year and three eighty four. So it's gone down. Then next year they're going to level off at two dollars and twenty nine cents. So uh, if they're going to make two dollars and twenty nine cents, and it's a two dollar and forty four cent stock, that means it's a PE ratio of one, one. So that means that brings to my mind that, boy, it's super valuable at one. Why is it so cheap if they're making that kind of money? Why? Um, and obviously, I don't have the answer off the top of my head because the numbers look pretty good. Now, they've been shrinking. Earnings per share has been shrinking for several years, but still, you know, they're going to, it's leveling out next year. So I am returning to San Jose on August 29th, and I'm accepting appointments. I'm really taking taking appointments, so you can do it August 29th in San Jose. And of course, I will be in New York on uh, in September. Give me a call, 888 99Chart. The trading month so far has been volatile. You are working toward financial freedom and you might want a little help. So Steve Peasley is here taking your questions now. Call Invest Talk 888-99 chart. 888-992-4278. You're listening to Invest Talk everybody. I appreciate you being with me. Um, okay, talking point. Our main talking point today was uh, is about an article uh, how there might be a silver lining to the trade war turmoil, and you have to look pretty darn hard to find that. By the way, <laughs> pretty darn hard. Um, uh, and the the author of the article is saying that uh, what what's what what what's the good thing about this is that. The bonds, our bonds have skyrocketed in value, okay, because of the worries, international worries over this trade war. So there's been a lot of demand for our bonds lowering lowering the yields. Remember, bond value goes up, but the, if the yield, the bond is paying, goes down. 
So there's been a lot of demand for our bonds because of the worry worldwide. So that's a good thing because it will help keep our cost of our indebtedness down. I mean, but man, to, to me, you have to look pretty hard to find uh, any kind of silver lining in that. It also showed that the, the the that maybe because we're seeing stabilization in the rates, that maybe you know is showing that our economy is not going to go into recession. I'm having a hard time with that conclusion because of that that fact. You know, but this is what the article is pointing at. I'm just I don't know if I'm buying it. Also, he's saying since the bond yields are going down. It is probably good for stock prices because you can make more money owning stocks than you can bonds. Remember, we talked about the other day that there's a competition between stocks and bonds for cash. And where's the money going to go? The least, le- As the bonds pay less and less and less, the stocks look better and better and better, even though they have a much higher risk. So... Uh, again, I'm having a hard time finding too much of a silver lining, but you know, I guess it's there. <laughs> that's just it's just not it's not it's not making my heart go pitter patter. That's for sure. I mean, did you now if you if you watch the market this week, and if you just look at the S and P 500, um, oops, I'm trying to pull it up here. Um, there you go. Um, you have had, we've had a recovery of maybe about 50% from the top to the bottom. Okay. Remember it had a big, huge day on down day on Monday, but it, the, the market fell three or four, 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 four days in a row, five, four, four out of five days. It fell before Monday. Okay, so now from the bottom of Monday, the big drop it had, it's recovered about not quite 50%. So we haven't got to the Fibonacci retracement level, which would be 60%. Um, so far, we haven't gotten that. So we're still in a kind of a downtrend. We'll have to see. We'll have to see, you know, if, if the correction is behind us. I don't think so. I think we're going to see more of a correction. And the main reason is not because anything's falling apart, is that there's no catalyst or no no purpose or no reason people can point to to point to a higher market yet. Not yet. So everybody's kind of, you know, waiting for the next piece of good news. Meanwhile, stocks will probably meander down or fall or whatever because there's not a lot of good news to be bullish about. Anyways, 888-99-CHARTERS, our number, 888-992-4278. We can fit another question in here. This came in earlier at 888-99-CHART, everybody. Hi, my name is Kiran, and I'm calling from Arlington, Virginia. I had a question on VEU and VWO. These are two ETFs, uh, excluding the U.S., and I have held them for a while. They are not doing as well in the last six months, what would your advice be to hold or to get rid of them? Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Okay. The VEU is the Vanguard World Index 
ex U.S. taking the U.S. out. Exchange traded funds taking performance corresponding to the FTSE All World X U.S. Index. So you have to exclude. Of course, it would be going down because for now, most of this year, most of this year, uh, the rest of the world is suffering, and you got the battle with China. So this is why this is not doing very well. Now the question you have to ask yourself is: This part of an overall balanced portfolio? Uh, do you think that the rest of the world will bounce at some point? And I'm I'm feeling that I think China sometime sometime this year will bottom. And if China bottoms, I think the rest of the world will probably bottom with it. I just don't think we're there yet. So this fund probably has a lot of Asia in it. It probably has a lot of Europe in it. And until they turn around economically, this fund's not going to do very good. It's that simple. So now it's a question of whether it, you want to hold on to it, waiting for that turnaround. Now, as we go to break, my financial trivia question is this. What do you think the average salary in San Francisco is and the average salary in New York? And which city is more expensive? I'll have the answer next. But for now, I'm Steve Peace. I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call InvestTalk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? Y-Charts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. YCharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use YCharts every day. YCharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YChart has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bloomberg Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious. Get YCharts. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay, before the break, I asked this market trivia question. 
What do you think the average salary in San Francisco is and the average salary in New York? And which city is more expensive? Here's my answer. It's got three parts. First, the average salary in San Francisco, California is $88,736. As of Q2 2019, the trend in wages are up with a 1.3% increase over last quarter. The cost of living in San Francisco is 80.3% above the national average. Second, average salary in New York is 70285 Remember, 88000 versus seventy. In New York, trends in wages are down, not up, down, for the second quarter of 2008. The cost of living in New York is 128% above the national average. So they're making less money, salaries pressure is downward, and they have cost a lot more money to live in New York than San Francisco. Now, don't think that it's not cheap. Don't think it's cheap. It's still super expensive in San Francisco, and that cost is going up. Now, the third part, the New York, New York City is more expensive. New York has a cost of living higher than San Francisco, and an average salary is low, is lower than San Francisco. So, there's your answer, everybody. Let's go to Bill in Petaluma. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing fine, and uh, happy Friday to you, too, Steve. Uh, I wanted to ask you Thank about you, a Bill. company called McDermott International. They're tied in with a mm-hmm. oil business, engineering and such. Uh, it's really been dropping like a rock. Uh, I'm wondering, uh, are there internal problems, or is it just because it's tied in with, with oil? And uh, is it even uh, okay. worthy of consideration at this point? <laughs> I, there's a lot of short well, I, uh, interest in it. Yeah. Um um, I don't see anything what, real quick that is a problem with the company other than what it does and where we are in the economic cycle. This is McDermott International, everybody. MDR provides engineering, procurement, construction, and installation services for offshore oil. They're going to lose money, 17 cents a share this year. And they lost money last year, and they're going to make money next year, $1.75, and it's a $4.26 stock. Sales growth. Up until this most recent quarter was 100, 200%. But this most recent quarter, the June quarter, uh, it was only 23%. So that was kind of a disappointment. Still growing sales, but much less than it was. What's interesting, it's a $774 million company, and they do about $6 billion to $8 billion in sales. That means the price to sales ratio is really, really off, and it's, only, it's trading at just book value. That means value. There's a lot of value in the stock. Okay. Now, the negative, they have a huge debt load. And that's probably way overhanging them, you know, that debt load. Um, I think, I think you just got to be patient. It will re, it probably will recover. It probably will recover, but it might not be this year. I would suspect sometime late next year. Reason being, I'm thinking, well, let's let's see how this, uh, let's see if we fall into recession. We'll know that in the next few months, next couple of quarters. We'll know. And we'll know, you know, six months from now, eight months from now, we'll know what's going on with the China trade deal with the United States. That might be next year, you know, that that, will, that something will happen along that. I really think that there will be a, a deal because it's in the interest of both parties to do so, China and us. So we'll see. We'll see. Thanks for the call, Bill. Appreciate it. 
Now, the KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed to subscribers this morning, as it is every Friday. And, of course, I try to stuff that thing full of information in a short, concise package for everybody. Uh, I met, started off with talking about the volatility of the week. Most of the turmoil was caused by the uptick in rhetoric between the trade war partners, China and the U.S., right? China decided to show its ability to manipulate its currency, and Trump responded by accusing China of being a currency manipulator, which, of course, they denied. But in fact, all countries manipulate their currencies, and it's obvious that China does. I'm not excluding, I mentioned, I'm not excluding the United States. We do too. Every country does it. Every country does it to some degree. The worst manipulator in history is Japan. <laughs> Japan. It's, they're the ones that the most, you know. So there's cracks in the economy. I mentioned that. And uh, that is why the Fed lower rates. They're trying to be preemptive. And Trump wants them to be more aggressive in lowering rates. And you know that's going to that pressure is going to continue, um, and we're not sure if the Fed's going to lower the rate. I don't think they're going to lower the rates the next time they meet, which is September, uh, but they probably will the meeting after that. That's what I think, but we'll see. So that was uh, that. Uh, there's always a consumer watch section. Uh, there's a there's a section on portfolio management, and uh, there's always a couple of stock ideas. Okay, in the portfolio management section, I talked about balancing your portfolio this week. How to how to do it, when you should do it. I mean, why you're doing it, and why most people don't do it. <laughs> See, one of the problems is you can have a really good stock in your portfolio, and you love it, and it just keeps going up, and it's pretty soon it dominates your portfolio. But since it's doing so good, you still don't want to do anything about it. You don't want to rebalance it. You don't want to take that. To take some profits off the table because it's doing so good. And you really should take some profits off the table. On the stock section, uh, I had an agricultural company. This It makes a bunch of seeds. It does seeds. It's quite big. I split off from Dow. Um, and I focus on the world's largest fertilizer company by capacity. That was the other stock that was in there. Consumer Watch. I said, it's time to revisit your mortgage rate again on your home. Now, I still think mortgage rates might continue to fall, but you got to start, you know, you can't get a mortgage just instantaneously. You have to work on it. So I suggested a, a bankrate.com as a website to look for mortgages and determine what's best for you. But that's kind of what the newsletter does, everybody. Uh, those are the four sections I wrote about. Um, and... You know, you can subscribe. You know, it's pretty simple. There's a lot of valuable information. that We call it the KPP Premium Newsletter. It comes out every Friday. And to subscribe, it's pretty easy. Just go to investtalk.com. And you get it every Friday in your email box. Every Friday. Okay. Um, if this information raises a question in your mind, I encourage you to reach out to Justin at RI at KPP Financial. Call our Irvine office. Or send us a message through the email, investtalk.com. It's Friday. Let's get another caller before the daily volume. Hey, Justin and Steve. This is uh, Raul Santos from Flower Mound uh, calling with regards to uh, Chemours, C-H-E-M-O-U-R-S is the company. C-C is the uh, symbol. 
I saw it dropped a good bunch. Uh, the forward PE uh, looks good at 4.5, and I was wondering if you guys thought it was a good buy. I also had a question on the average daily volume and the LTG forecast. I'm assuming that that's how many shares are being traded per day on the average daily volume, and the uh, LTG forecast looks like maybe long-term growth forecast. If you could um, uh, check those out for me and, and uh, give me kind of an explanation on that and see what your thoughts are on uh, Chemors. Uh, thank you for everything you guys do. Bye-bye. Okay, average uh, daily volume, and for them it's uh, 25,878,000. 1,300 shares, average daily volume. And the reason why that's important, for you, the small investor may not be nearly as important, but for institutional or bigger guys, or even myself, my firm, we want to know how many shares, what's the liquidity of the company. And for me, it's, well, if I ever decide to get out, how difficult for all my clients, how difficult will it be able to get out, how, how hard. So I try never to buy more than about 10% of the average daily volume so that I know that I can get out all in one day if I want to for my clients someday, some point in the future. Uh, the Chemworth Company uh, makes performance chemicals, including titanium dioxide, chemical solutions, and fluor- fluorocarbon products. Uh, it's going to make $2.73 this year. That's down 50% from the year before. It was $5.60. Next year, it's going to make $4.33 as a $13.36 stock. Therefore, you can see how inexpensive it is. Notice, if you've been noticing, you know, when we talk about cyclical stocks, which is what this is one of them, attached to the economic cycle, the cyclical stocks are getting pummeled, right? They're, they're, and all of a sudden, they look pretty darn valuable. They look cheap. We had calls today. You know, oil companies, chemical companies look cheap. Well, they are cheap because they're very cyclical, and we have a world economy that's slowing down, and you know our own economy is slowed down from last year. So they're cyclical. They're, the sales for this company went down 22% the most recent quarter. The stock took a, a punch because of that. So, And it pays a high dividend, by the way, 7.5%. Um, P.E. ratio is 4. You know, Actually, it's going to be it's a little over 3. You know, based on that's it's five-year low. Three to 24 is the range on the P.E. ratio. But like the other company, they have lots of debt, too. Carrying a lot of debt in a, an economy that is slowing is very bad for the stock price. Because carrying a lot of debt means if the economy is slowing, the world economy is slowing, and you're attached to that slowdown, so your earnings and sales slow, how are you going to keep be able to pay that debt? The higher the debt, the harder it is for you to pay it. The less earnings per share there's going to be, and you don't want to be around a stock like that. And that's why they get so cheap. This one has a debt, big debt problem. Um, but it is very reasonably priced, very reasonably priced. So you could take a shot at it if you want to, but just realize we're not, you know, we're not the depth of our economic cycle yet. So that's when you want to pick these stocks up, you know, in the depth of recession, if we have one, they look the cheapest then. Okay. I'm Steve Pisa, and you're listening to Invest Talk. So I think it's safe to assume that you're pretty serious about investing. You want to grow your wealth just like everybody else. 
you know, I do. Don't, so, of course, we all want to. Um, but you got to make investment choices. That means making decisions, and that means you got to control your fear and your greed. You don't want that to be part of your judgment process. Fear comes from your risk perception. How much risk are you taking? And of course, my advice for dealing with with this reality of risk is to define your own investment comfort zone of risk. And we have a tool to do that. At KPP Financial, we can help you do it. We have a free online tool on investtalk.com. It's called Riskalyze. It's a risk questionnaire, very few questions, but it will rate you. It will give you a score from 0 to 100. And the S&P 500, just so you know, is around 80. So that's what that does for you. Then we want to get your portfolio, if you want us to take a look at it, and compare it with your personal risk and see if you're, you know, you're taking the proper risks that you are comfortable with. It's just a, a method to try to gauge your personal risk tolerance. It's at investtalk.com. Okay? Now, I'm ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. We have a few important dates for serious investors. Steve Peasley is returning to San Jose on August 29th to meet one-on-one with listeners who understand how they can benefit from Steve's no-cost portfolio review consultations. Appointments are limited, so register now. And please tell your friends and family members who live in the New York area that Steve is coming to Manhattan for two days on September 19th and 20th. Learn more and register now at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin are always happy to answer your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Did you notice that Ruku, Ruko, Ruka, Ruko, Ruku? I don't know how to say that. Shares are up about 300% this year. Rock, Ruku, Roku? Okay. Roku, Roku, okay. They're up, their shares up about 300% this year at $125 and some change. And it's trading about, a, it has no earnings. It's not going to have earnings. It's never had earnings. It's not, you know. So here it is trading $125 without any earnings. It's a pure play in streaming. Now, the good news, the company does have 30 million accounts. Average fee per, average fee per user is 21 bucks. You can do the math on that. So the sales are strong. The sales are very strong, but it's not going to make any money. And if you listen to this show any length of time, you know what I feel about that. I don't buy companies that don't make money. I want them to make money, then I'll buy them. That doesn't mean that I never buy companies that don't make money, but it's really rare because it's a super high risk, very speculative. So just be very, very careful when you look at these kind of companies. Now, this is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, just one, and that to help you achieve financial freedom. That's our goal for everybody. And, of course, we'll be working toward that goal right up to this break. So get your questions in, 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, 
With global uncertainty and a strong dollar weighing on major tech companies, software names like Microsoft look good to many investors during a trade war. That story Monday. But now, Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve or Justin, this is Joe. I'm currently looking at an ETF right now with the name SPHD. It's a high-yield, low-validity ETF. Just looking to diversify my portfolio a little bit and was wondering if I could get some feedback on if this is something I should consider investing in. I really appreciate the show. You guys are doing great. Thank you very much. Okay, it's a Vesco S&P 500 high dividend, low volatility ETF, volatility. Um, and so it's an exchange-traded fund, exchange-traded fund. So it's, you know, it, what it's looking at is high dividend paying stocks in the S&P 500. And they want low volatility. It doesn't want a lot of up and down. So it's focused on the dividend. It pays a 4.2% dividend. And actually, I think it's a pretty decent uh, ETF to hold on to. Because it's focused, they're going to have some growth because the S&P 500 has growth, but it's focused on dividends, and dividends tend to support stock prices. Now, trust me, you can pay a high dividend and stock price still go down. I'm not saying that, but you know when the stock price goes down, people are attracted to the higher and higher dividend yield, so it starts people start putting money into it, and that stops it from falling. As opposed to a high growth stock where there's, you know, if the growth starts to slow down, they're going, they're, there's nothing else that they're buying that stock for but, but the growth. And if it starts to go down, they get out of it. So I do like this ETF because of the dividend and the focus on the dividend. Um, you know, uh, the other day we were talking about performance, you know, uh, of the S&P 500. And, you know, wh- what do you think is the best asset class? For performance in the last hundred years, the last hundred years, what will give you a better return? Will it be real estate, bonds, stocks, gold, cash? What will it be? Well, stocks, and when we're, I'm going to give you numbers that are inflation adjusted. In other words, net after inflation is the returns. So after inflation, stocks is number one with six point three percent return for the last hundred years. Real estate is number two at 2.7%. Bonds, 0.3%. So that tells you how over long periods of time, bonds do not do very well. Stocks do very well. That doesn't mean you don't buy bonds. You just realize that that's not where you're going to get big returns. And real estate is fine. But you're not going to get big returns there either. The big returns come from stocks. Gold is not even on the list <laughs> you know, of the top three anyways. It's fourth, but it's way down. So don't think gold is a good return. No, it does not. Mm-mm. Anyway, so that's you should. That's why you should always should have stocks. And yes, there are times when you want to be less uh, in the stock market than more in the stock market, but you can never, ever time the market. It's usually a question of time in the market. The longer you stay, the better you'll do. Time in the market. Okay? Now, economic news out of China. Did you see their 
their per, uh, their inflation CPI number went up to two point eight percent. That was pretty high. Their inflation is is going up, especially in the food area. Food. Um, this is the last seventeen months. The number I'm quoting you here. Uh, food was up nine point one percent. Fresh vegetables, 39%. So food, non-food items, non-food items inflation, 1.3%. So food inflation is hitting China pretty heavy. Uh, and also the, their, their producer price, uh, their, their, their ISM kind of number, their, their, manage, their manufacturing sector uh, shrank three-tenths of a percent month over month for July. So their economy is not doing very good and they're having some inflation numbers. It's going to be... This is why I'm saying if you're going to have a, a trade war with China, this is the time to do it because they're they're suffering a lot more than we are. I'm Steve Peasley and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein will be here Monday and I'll be back on Tuesday. And please tell your investor friends that I will be returning to San Jose on August 29th, August 29th, and also meetings in New York City, September 19th to 20th. You can register now at investtalk.com. Everybody have a great night and great weekend. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART.